What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Heartline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason Jones, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the ones that are in charge. They're the host. They're the ones at the wheel. Therefore, they're the ones steering this ship through these crazy, chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you here. It is Friday, October 28th, 2022. And we have a great weekend ahead of us. I think most of you do. Me, I have to start work tomorrow. So today is actually my technical Sunday. So I get rocking and rolling with work tomorrow, but not a big deal. You know, I don't really believe in the weekends, quite frankly. Weekends to me mean nothing because at the end of the day, weekends, you know what weekends represent to me? I'll tell you what weekends represent to me. This is why I don't mind working on Saturdays and Sundays, to be quite honest with you. There's so many people that go out on Saturdays and Sundays because the bulk of the world is off from their typical nine to five, right? If there is even such a thing as nine to five anymore, I mean, probably not anymore, but people are probably working two nine to fives just to make ends meet. But I don't really care to go out anymore on the weekends because quite frankly, I am not a crowd person. I love people, but I don't like crowds. I don't like groups of people. It it bothers me. I get, I don't want to say I get anxiety, but I get easily frustrated. And, um, I just can't, I just can't, I can't handle crowds. I, you know, cause you go out to eat, you go out to breakfast, you got long lines, long waits. You know, if you try to go out and do any type of grocery shopping, you know, you're, you're, you're contending with the long lines at the, you know, checkout line or, you know, maybe, uh, what, not a shortage. I don't want to say a shortage of food, but you know, everybody's out doing their, you know, honeydew errands and they're getting their honeydew list done. Right. And some of that has to do with, you know, they do grocery shopping. So therefore, you know, the shelves are a little bit more empty than normal until the next shipments of food comes in. So I just, quite frankly, weekends don't matter to me. I'm glad to not be working week or to be working weekends. The only time I ever want like a Saturday off is, uh, or, you know, something like that is like, if I have like a niece or a nephew, if they have their birthday, right? Like a family function, but outside of that could care less. So I like having my Thursdays and Fridays off and stuff like that. So, but anyways, it's going to be quite the busy weekend. Now, tomorrow, I know typically I do podcast free Saturdays, um, to spend time with the family. Uh, I am going to be doing a podcast tomorrow. I'll do a 1% with him tomorrow. Today is the last book. The reading that we're doing is Romans chapter 16. This is the last book of Romans. And then we're going to start with Isaiah come, uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, come tomorrow. And so Sunday, I'm flip-flopping Saturday to Sunday. So Sunday is going to be a podcast-free Sunday. There's going to be nothing that's going to be airing on Sunday because I'm going to be going out, um, getting off of work a couple hours earlier. I don't have any assembly-type you know, business or meetings to attend to. And so 
with uh, I'm going to do um, I'm going to help uh, Donna Brandenburg, who is running for governor in Michigan. I'm going to do some videography work uh, for her going out to her horse barn. We're going to basically do a couple hours worth of uh, videography, uh, just kind of talk, you know, with her talking about some things about proposals and things like that. You know, everything that she's, you know, you know, basically everything in her campaign is what we're going to be doing. So I'm going to be doing some video work and, uh, you know, leading up to the um, to the uh, November 8th election. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be quite a busy couple of days. I also got another project I'm working on taking uh, some um, taking quite a bit of uh, sound bites and audio bites uh, from Destry when he was on Leanna's show, The Power, Passion, Freedom with Leanna. So I got a bunch of those sound bites already ripped and clipped. I just have to now piece them together in a very nice, um, I don't want to say um, not a montage, but I'm trying to condense three or four and a half to five hours worth of uh, Q&A interviews between two different shows. And I'm trying to piece them together in a nice uh, hour, hour and a half worth of, uh, you know, of content. Um, and I'm going to try to put it together in like a very informative type of a uh, Q&A type of format still. Um, but, you know, this way it's easier for people to, you know, digest an hour and a half worth of information versus trying to sifting, you know, sift through five, five and a half hours worth. So I'm going to be trying to be working on that as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but uh, but anyway, so I'm just trying to think of what else I got here. I'm just reading the chat board to see Mr. Destry said one degree this morning. That's sick, man. That's too cold for October. <laughs> I think we had 60 degrees. That was actually kind of nice today. What else did he say here? He says, since there is six times as much water as there is land, any fool can plainly see that God intended us to fish six times as much as we work. <laughs> That's good. That's good rationale. I like that logic, actually. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be a, a busy couple of days. So forgive me if the podcast, um, I might, I might be short a his hardline discussion this coming week. Uh, cause like I said, I got some projects I'm trying to work on, but one thing's for sure. I'm going to always make sure I do the 1% with him minimum. That's always going to happen. Cause I cannot, I cannot, I cannot waver from that because that's the whole reason why I started his hardline was to put out the word of God. So I'm not wavering from that. I will always do 1% with him six times, you know, six out of the seven days of the week. So anyways, just wanted to let you know. What's going on? Some of the projects I got coming up, working, uh, you know, helping Donna out, doing some stuff for Destry and the assembly here, uh, trying to just kind of, you know, trying to spread myself evenly, but not thin. So I'm trying to create a happy medium here because I'm trying not to uh, overwhelm myself. So anyway, there's all that. So before we get into the reading of Romans 16, I found this earlier today. I don't know what the hell this is. Um, saw this. What was it? Not on TikTok, on Telegram. I don't know what this is. Somebody in my assembly um, posted this and I saw this. I'm like, what is this? So something with Disney, Disney posted this. It's for Disney plus, you know, I can't even explain it. Just listen. Hello and welcome to the Disney plus. This is me pride celebration spectacular. I'm Nina West and I'm here to guide you through a magical musical and meaningful celebration of the LGBTQ plus community. Glisten's mission is to create safe and inclusive schools for LGBTQ plus students in grades K through 12. And Disney Plus is so proud to support this wonderful organization. For more information, visit www.glisten.org forward slash pride. Now, 
I'd like to shine a spotlight on a fellow queen who knows a thing or two about creating an epic Disney Plus inspired look that set the internet ablaze this last year. Esteemed guests and friends, I give you my friend, Jackie Cox. Oh, you didn't think you were the only magical girl in town, did you? The name's Agatha Harkness. Okay, I can't even, I'm not even finished that. This is the crap that Disney is pushing. I, I cannot stand what the heck is going on with Disney. And it's just a matter of time before these freaking sick freaks are completely rid of. I, I can't I can't handle it. I can't handle this. This is what Disney is pushing on your kids, ladies and gentlemen. And if you think allowing your kids to continue to watch this garbage is 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 woke of you, if you think that this is inclusive, you think. If you think this is the way God intended, like, look, we're all supposed to love one another. Yes. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to con- that we need to condone the evil, sick, satanic activities that some of these people engage in. No, absolutely not. God said love one another. He didn't say engage with one another in the nastiness that's, that they peddle. Absolutely not. And this is the kind of crap that they are pushing on your kids. It's ridiculous. It's sick. It's pedophilia like it's. It, well, it's exactly what I said earlier. It's satanic. And so, you know, take charge of what your kids watch. It's no different than not allowing them to eat junk food, right? I mean, you would not let your kid just consume um, any amount of candy, cake, and pastries and hostess, you know, cake rolls whenever they want, would you? Then if the answer to that is a no, why would you allow your kids to just consume and even though it's not being ingested through the mouth, why would you allow them to be consume, you know, to consume trash and garbage, junk TV and, you know, through Disney Plus and YouTube kids and whatever the heck is else out there? Because, again, just because the kid's not eating, eating it, in fact, the poison of the mind is probably even more toxic than the poison of the nonsense that we, you know, shove in our kids' mouths. It's both going to kill you one way or another, both spiritually and physically. So anyway, just be careful what you know, just be cognizant, parents. Come on. I'm not saying I'm a perfect parent by all, any stretch of the imagination, but I'll be damned if I'm going to let my kid watch that crap. You know, if people want to call me a bigot for that, well, so be it. I, I guess I'm a bigot, but I'm not going to engage in any of that crap because that's exactly what it is. It's LGBTQLMNOP crap. You know, whatever happened in the good old days where people were just simply gay. And I have gay friends. I have gay friends down in Florida. I knew gay people. They knew their boundaries. They knew I was a straight guy. They knew not to be inappropriate or, you know, any of that nonsense. Whatever happened with just keeping your gay lifestyle behind the doors of your own bedroom. Look, you want to be gay, whatever. I'm not going to go to your wedding, but I tell you this. If somebody tried getting in your face and assaulting you because of who you want to be with your lifestyle, you better believe I'll be the first to jump in to defend you because I'm not going to allow anybody to harm another man or woman. Again, but I'm not going to attend your gay wedding. I'll give you a gift, but I'm not going to attend a wedding because a wedding is between man and woman. But all that aside, that's God's judgment. That's not my judgment. I mean, so again... (laughs) You know, I, 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 you know, I go back to my original statement. Whatever happened to the good old fashioned days of just people just being straight gay? That's it. You know, it got hijacked. It got hijacked severely. But again, it's this is how they debase, you know, the mind. This is how they demoralize a nation. They start off 
like with the, you know, what the boiling pot of water, you know, how that's killing this frog slowly, increasing the temperature. And that's what you're doing. And like Destry was just saying right here, Satan and his, you know, has his army, you know, poisoning the people in so many different ways. We have to be careful. This is why we won't engage in Halloween. This is why we will not participate and stuff like that. We we refuse to. And you know what's funny? Just a little sidebar before we get going on the, on the reading. Ever since we told our daughter about, you know, how we're not going to be participating in Satan's holiday and how, you know, Santa Claus, uh, hold on, before I even go there, if you're listening to this, parents and you have kids nearby, um, turn on the radio for my next, you know, 10 seconds for a second. Just turn on the radio. Five, four, three, two. One, all right, just in case parents want to say this for their kids in their own time. But when we told, you know, our daughter that Santa wasn't real and that the Easter bunny wasn't real and that the tooth fairy wasn't real, you know, uh, it seems like the relationship between my daughter and my wife and, you know, and myself, of course, with our daughter is a much, I don't know, it's something weird that happened. Like, it's like my daughter now all of a sudden, it's like a, a, a trust switch even increased ever more with her and us because it's like, we told her like, look, we can't lie to you and tell you that these make-believe characters are real. They're not, especially when they have nothing to do with Jesus Christ. We don't feel good in our hearts to lie to you about that. We're going to center every holiday that we celebrate solely and strictly around Jesus Christ. That's it. And so anyway, but that's it. So anyway, okay. Romans chapter 16, last chapter in Romans, New American Standard Bible. And then tomorrow we're going to get into Isaiah, a little bit of a longer book. And it starts with verse one reading. I recommend to you, our sister Phoebe, who is a servant of the church, which is at Centuria, that you receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and that you help her in whatever matter she may have need of you. For she herself has also been a helper of many and of myself as well. Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only do I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Also greet the church that is in their house, great Epinetus, my beloved, who is the first convert to Christ from Asia. Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my kinsfolk, and my fellow prisoners who are outstanding in the view of the apostles who also were in Christ before me. Greet Empleidus, my beloved, in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and Stachys, Boy, I tell you, these names are really weird. Forgive me if I'm even botching these names, which I'm sure I am. But uh, Statues, my beloved. Greet Apelles, the approved in Christ. Greet those who are of the household of Aristobulus. Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my kinsman. Greet those of the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, workers in the Lord. Greet Paris, the beloved, who has worked hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, a choice man in the Lord, also his mother and mine. Greet Asyncritus, Felgen, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas, and the brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philogus and Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus. 
and all the saints who are with them greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, keep your eye on those who cause dissensions and hindrances contrary to the teaching which you learned and turn away from them. For such people are slaves, not of our Lord Christ, but of their own appetites. And by their smooth and flattering speech, they deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting. For the report of your obedience has reached everyone. Therefore, I am rejoicing over you. But I want you to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Timothy, my fellow worker, greets you. And so do Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater, my kinsman, Tertius, who have written this letter, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, host to me and to the whole church, greet you. Arestas, the city treasurer, greet you. And Cortas, the brother. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which has been kept secret for long ages past, but now has been disclosed and through the scriptures of the prophets in accordance with the commandment of the eternal God has been made known to all the nations, leading to obedience of faith to the only wise God through Jesus Christ be the glory forever. Amen. And that is the final book of Romans chapter 16, verses one through 27. So, so what does Romans 16 mean? A lot of weird words and or weird names in there. I know that hard names, boy, I can't even, I'm not a great reader. I try to do really well, but when there's really goofy names in there that I, you know that is, you just no, normally don't read on a regular basis with some crazy spellings, yeah, it really tongue ties you. Even if you read it over three, four times, it still whacks you. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Romans 16 is, like I said, it's the final passage in Paul's long letter to the Christians in Rome. And it contains four sections, his greetings to specific people in Rome, a quick and urgent warning about the danger of false teachers, and greetings from those who are with him in Corinth, and a final hymn of praise to God called a doxology. Now, though Paul has not yet been to Rome at the time of this writing, he knows that many of the believers there personally or by reputation, and he begins these greetings by commending the lady who will deliver this letter to them. Phoebe is a servant of the church of uh, Centrea, which is a town not far from Corinth. And again, if I am mispronouncing that or botching that name, I do apologize to anybody who is more of a biblical scholar and more um, well-read with this. So I do apologize for the misspeaking. I really am not trying to do that. But she is a, you know, she's described as a patron or a benefactor to Paul and many others. Now, <clears throat> now, next, though, Paul mentions Prisca or Priscilla and Aquila, Aquila which is a, uh, a married couple that Paul had spent much time with, both in their secular work of making tents and in the ministry. And Aquila was forced to leave Rome when Jews were banned from the city. And apparently the pair returned after the ban was lifted and perhaps accompanied by a man named um, Eponidas which is described as the first convert to Christ in the region, in the region where Priscilla and Aquila ministered. And you can see that referenced in Romans 16, verses 3 through 4. Um, 
Now, the rest of Paul's greetings include people that we know little or nothing about outside of this. And though some seem to have been slaves, um, members of the royal households, close friends and groups that met together in several different house churches in Rome. And before signing off, Paul seems compelled to offer a quick warning about false teachers who might show up among the Christians in Rome. And these people will cause division and teach a distorted version of Christian doctrine. Now, I find this very interesting because we see that now with what's going on in our nation, with what's going on with our country, within our national assembly, within um, even, well, again, even to, you know, Christian doctrine today. We have so many people, and this is why I'm, I've never liked parties. I don't like the Republican and Democrat party now because now I see what it is for what it truly is. It's a divisive, a divisive mechanism. It's a divisive tool um, to distort realities among two different or three or four, depending, right, of three, you know, different groups of people. Same thing with religions. I don't really care now for many religions. I just want to follow to the best of my ability and within, you know, what my heart or, you know, what the Bible is teaching, I want to follow to the best of my ability the teachings of Christ. You know, I'm not saying religions are bad. However, I don't care for religions because I don't like the divisive, you know, the different the different ideologies and the different beliefs and the different, you know, uh, what do you want to call it? The different, um, you know, there's a word right at the tip of my tongue that I want to use. Traditions, you know, different things like that. Because the one, number one thing I always go to is, well, show me in the Bible where this says that or that says this. And so we got to be careful of divisions. You know, we got to be careful of these people, these false teachers, right? There's many of them. That's why I say be very careful who you follow out there in the podcast world. Be careful who you follow out there in the regular media. They're trying to muddy the waters. And just like in the uh, assembly, I mean, I hate to break it to you, but you know, you got, we got corruption or infiltrators from top to bottom in all different organizations from the, you know, de facto to the de jure. But you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, they are, they are known. They are known and they are being, they are being purged out. But these are the types of people that are trying to make the nation of America fall. We have to watch out for false teachers. We have to watch out for these type of infiltrators. These people are enemies against humanity. They're enemies against God's people. And this is why the assembly of God, the assembly of we the people under God, this is why we come together. We are not one part. We are not a party. We are just simply Americans. We're American nationals by birth. Because the republic was never... You know, it, 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 it never ended. It just was vacated. And so like back to this, again, we have to watch these type of people because they cause divisions and that's what they're trying to do. We got people in all different areas trying to cause divisions, including the Christian doctrine. So their deception had the potential to lead naive people away from Christ. And so Paul tells his readers both to look out for them and to avoid them. And next, Paul sends greetings for those who are with him in the Corinth in Corinth, excuse me, including his life, you know, longtime partner and student in ministry, Timothy. And of the six others he mentioned, several show up elsewhere in the New Testament and were known to be companions and fellow workers with Paul. And so Paul, you know, he seems to have always worked with a team 
and never um, as a you know sol- solitary minister of the gospel. And so the text labeled as the 24th verse of this chapter is not usually or typically included in modern translations, but it does repeat the statement made in verse 20 and is only found in later manuscripts. And more than likely, it was inadvertently added during the uh, copying process, process, but was not part of Paul's original writing. So basically, Paul ends his letter with a hymn of praise to God called a doxology. In keeping with the point of this letter, his doxology praises the God who has revealed the long-hidden mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul calls it his gospel, making clear to the Romans that they and we should hold his teaching in this letter as the authoritative truth about Jesus. And so the final words of Paul's majestic letter about God's grace and forgiveness for all who come to him by faith in Jesus declared that God be glorified forever through Jesus Christ. And so there you go. Very good book. I've always liked the book of Romans. Um, I'm really excited to get into the book of Isaiah because Isaiah is very, very important as well. It is very, very important. As I'm going back to the chat board here, yeah, and like Destry was saying when I was talking about earlier about religions, he said right here, I you know don't like following a creation of man, i.e. religion, because that is really what religion is. It is a creation of man. You know, my we had my uh, co-worker out yesterday um, over at our house after uh, the Donna Brandenburg event that we held um, at a restaurant in Grand Haven. So a buddy of mine that I haven't seen in a while because he has an injured shoulder. So he's out of commission at the moment. And if you knew the type of nature of our job, we have to use our arms and shoulders quite frequently in our job. Um, so had him over and we were hanging out and he's a very, you know, big follower of Christ, him and his wife. And we got talking predominantly mostly about scripture and Christ through the whole night. And like I said, you know, my wife is talking about how she just feels like because if she doesn't go to church, if she misses church once a week, because it is considered a mortal sin, according to the um, Catholic religion, it's a mortal sin that if God forbid something happened to her, if she dies, that she feels like she would not enter in the kingdom of heaven. Well, then, of course, my buddy Matt, you know, disagreed, respectable, you know, respectively and said, look, you know, and we were going, we were finding all sorts of scriptures, especially through Romans and other parts of the Bible. And, you know, we were just we were just having a very interesting you know talk about it. I'm not going to get into the details, but you know at the end of the day, here's the thing. And I forgot what chapter it was that I think I read it in. It was not too long ago. I want to say it was either chapter 13 or 14. I, I can't remember, but whatever chapter it was, basically, kind of in paraphrasing, it basically stated that like one one man could have a belief, a strong belief in one area. And a strong conviction with regards to how he believes his salvation, you know, that he'll have his salvation through just accepting Jesus Christ and doing his best, of course, you know, by fulfilling good works for others and serving God, right? Whereas then another man or woman believes that their salvation will come through by constantly going to a priest and 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 um going to a priest and asking for forgiveness for sin so that he or she may have salvation and, and hit 
um, be able to get into heaven. Right. And that's like where my wife is at. She just feels like that because she misses that one day of church each week that because it's considered, you know, in her mind, an intentional sin that she feels like she would not be worthy to be in heaven. And so me and Matt, we weren't like double tag teaming on her or anything like that. We were just having a nice conversation and discussion. But basically what I was saying, my whole point was from that one chapter in Romans was she feels a strong conviction in her soul and heart about that belief. And I'm pretty certain that the Bible in Romans, and I wish I had it right in front of me. I don't want to try to waste time on the air here with dead air and try to look for it. But I don't, you know, it was saying that if you basically in a nutshell take your conviction and make it seem like the conviction of somebody else is completely wrong just because it doesn't match yours. I mean, really what you're doing is you're sinning against God in that aspect too, because you're causing somebody else to fail, fall by telling them basically they're wrong in their conviction. When in reality, her conviction, meaning my wife and my conviction, which are two totally different opinions and beliefs, still result in the same thing. You know, I just believe in going directly to God and just taking my conversations directly to him and laying it all out there where she believes of going to the priest. Here's the way I see it. Either way, either way, it leads to the same, the same intent, uh, the same intent of purity from the heart, remorse for your sins. And no matter what one has a conviction of, God looks at both and says, both are good, both are right. And that's just my opinion. I hope that makes sense. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, for I know I haven't said this in a while, but anybody who's new that listens to this, remember, I'm not a biblical scholar. I'm not a priest. I'm not a minister. I'm not a deacon. I'm not a anything like that. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert in the Bible. I'm just a man who drives a 126, 27,000 pound semi full of gas and ethanol. I read my Bible daily. Some days I don't comprehend it as well as I hope I could. But I do my best, um, you know, and I, maybe my trans, you know, my, maybe sometimes my interpretations don't always seem to make sense. That's fine. Um, you know, I, I don't always get it right, you know. And so, you know, at the end of the day, the the, the best thing, the, the, the one thing that I think that pleases God is that we try, right? That we always do our best to seek him and seek his son and to invite Jesus Christ in our heart on a daily basis, right? It's all we can do. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, that's all I really have for you today. I hope you will have an excellent day. Like I said, I will be back here tomorrow for a 1% with him, even though it's podcast-free Saturday. Because Sunday, I'm not going to be on the air. I'm going to be um, out in Grand Rapids um, helping Donna Brandenburg with a couple projects, um, not really a couple projects, one project that's going to consist of a bunch of little micro mini projects. But again, something that won't take me a whole lot of time because I'm really good at what I do with uh, video work on my phone. So I did some video clips yesterday at yesterday's event and I compiled of, you know, I compiled like five minutes worth of video into a condensed one minute video and uh kind of added some cool music behind it and awesome transitions and i sent it to her and 
She goes, oh, this is exactly what she says. Hold on. This actually made me feel good, actually. I was happy that I was able to boost her up some. Um, I mean, it just goes to show you, it doesn't matter who you are and what you're running for. We're all human. We all need encouragement. And after I sent that video to her, she goes, OMG, I love it. We need to do more of those. You have no idea how much that video encouraged me. I said, well, I'm glad. It was just something fun I want to do and thought, you know, you'd appreciate it. So it's on my Telegram if you want to check it out. It's on my TikTok if you want to check it out. Um, like I said, it's only a minute long. Um, that's it, you know. So I hope you all have a blessed day or night wherever you're at in the world. We're going to close this out with a prayer. All right. So, Heavenly Father, as usual, as usual, you know where I'm going at with this. We thank you for another day of life and good health. We can't understate that. We can't be ungrateful for that. We do thank you for another day of living and another day of, you know, good health for not just ourselves, but our spouses, our children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, moms, dads, so on and so forth, grandparents. If there's anybody out there that's struggling with poor health, we just pray that you put your healing hand on them and allow your miracle of, of healing and, um, and, and repair to take place with these people that are ill ridden with disease and cancer and, and whatever else they may have getting, you know, they may have going on. Anybody out there that's dealing with financial troubles and woes, we know your abundance we know that your resources are infinite so please bless those that are out there that are struggling and use others to bless those people out there and we appreciate all that you give us and all that you bless me and my family with god because we were able to help others as well that are struggling so we thank you for that ability to be used as your um as your mechanism for for blessing others thank you for that for that honor because the money we have is not our money. It's your money. We just, you know, we want to be good stewards of it. So um, we thank you for our family. I thank you for this community. Thank you for the internet here. Even though it's part of the beast system, we will use the darkness and use it for light and goodness, for your honor and for your glory. And we pray all this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all we have today. I hope you all have a fantastic fantastic weekend i hope you have a great and safe day evening tonight Tate, you know and safe day tomorrow and sunday and uh yeah till then or the next time we'll see you then or the next time but yeah we'll be back here tomorrow for one percent with him so join us and uh have a good night or day wherever you're located in the world god bless bye-bye all right ladies and gentlemen that is it for the day thank you for joining us here at his heart line Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.